You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast with host Rhonda Hess, helping you to choose a smart coaching niche and launch your coaching business with confidence. Hello, coaches. It is blowing a gale outside, and I'm just going to go for it. I hope you can't hear it in the recording. This is the fourth episode of my series called Client Winning Coaching Websites. And if you have not heard the previous sessions, you'll be able to go to the show notes for this one, which are at prosperouscoach.com slash 43. In the last episode, I detailed exactly what your website needs going for it to be a client winning website, the type of site that helps you attract and enroll new clients. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about branding. Branding is the first thing people will see on your website, and you want to leverage that by having your branding be on every single page, plus anything else you create for your business, whether that's a podcast, a business card, social profiles, letterhead. So what exactly is a brand? Well, you probably know it as a company name. They're somewhat synonymous, although I really feel like a brand goes a little bit deeper in the sense that if you do it right... It can really be a lasting tool for your business. You will naturally create a logo or logo type that fits your brand. And words are super powerful, guys. When I first launched my coaching business, the brand I chose was Bubbling Well. That's still my legal entity. I use it for my copyright and other official things like taxes, stuff like that. But while the word is lovely, it only meant something to me, and it didn't help my clients who are coaches to find me or understand how I can help them. So in 2006, I changed my brand to Prosperous Coach because helping coaches reach financial prosperity is my mission. And I want you to know something. There have been some other companies that have snapped up Prosperous Coach. They've tacked a the onto it or something else. I was the first. (laughs) And I'm just not litigious, so I didn't really want to go and and get those guys to cease and desist on that. But there are some lessons I've learned that I'm going to impart to you based on that caution story. Now, branding is a critical phase in your coaching business. It's really an opportunity for you to design a lasting moniker for your business entity that artfully describes your target audience and your coaching niche. And you see that for that reason, it's best not to actually create your brand and therefore to put your website up until you've chosen your target audience and designed your niche around whatever is the biggest thing they want and haven't been able to achieve on their own. Every step in the developmental process leverages the next. It builds on the next. And here's the secret. The narrower and more focused your brand is, the easier it is to remember. And I am not the only one to say this. (laughs) I find it out there all the time. Now, which of these three brands grabs your attention most? You're a coach, so what do you think? Do you like Rhonda Hess coaching? or Bubbling Well, or Prosperous Coach. 
So obviously, you know which one I preferred. And when I did switch my business to Prosperous Coach, it was somewhat magical for me. There was a big transformation in stepping up and really choosing to serve coaches. Now, there are three guidelines to choose your brand. One is it needs to be meaningful to your target audience. The next one is you need to love it. And the next one is that no one else has a similar brand or domain name. The last point is actually more important than you might think because it really is better for everyone if there aren't two businesses with the same name because it creates confusion in the marketplace. Now, when you brainstorm your brand, do it while you're online. Use a Google search first to see if the company name idea that you've come up with shows up out there as a company name or a website. If it doesn't, then go to GoDaddy and put it in as a domain name for .com. If you see that that domain is available, well, then you're home free. You can buy that domain and move on. If not, in any of those cases, if not, you'll want to get more creative and go for something more unusual, something that not everybody else is going for. Now, let's say you want the domain SuccessfulMompreneurs.com and you realize that someone has already registered it as a domain. Don't just simply choose a different suffix, such as SuccessfulMompreneurs.net, because that will cause confusion in the marketplace. Similarly, if someone else has smartstartbiz.com, don't opt for jumpstartbiz.com because, again, in both cases, your brand and that other person's brand are going to be competing too closely because the likelihood is that you're the same type of business serving the same type of client. I think there's one exception to this rule is if you find out that the other person using the name you really want has a totally different business, totally different industry, totally different clientele, then you can probably move forward with it. But just know you do run the risk of them coming after you with a cease and desist letter from their lawyer. Once you've landed on a good brand, a domain name, consider not just getting the .com, but also the .net, the .biz, maybe even the .org. And you might also want to get creative about putting other words in front of it or after it. So if it's SuccessfulMompreneurs.com, maybe you should say TheSuccessfulMompreneurs.com and buy that too. Another thing you want to do is go ahead and reserve the domain name for your own name as well, even if it's not your company name. And your web designer can point the DNS servers of that domain to your brand domain. That way, if someone can't remember your brand, but they remember your name, they can look it up and they will still arrive on your website. So there are three approaches to choosing your brand. Number one, to make your brand relevant to your audience. Personally, I think this is the best way to go if you can. So thus, prosperouscoach.com. And here's another one, cultivatingresilientteens.com. We can tell by this coach's brand name that she is serving parents with teens. You can see how that brand goes a long way to identify her target audience and what she does, her niche. Here's another one, impactfulleader.com. By the way, I just want you to know these are real domains out there, so you can't steal these. (laughs) Impactful leader, well, 
a leader wants to be impactful. So that company name would really be meaningful to that coach's target audience, which is leaders, executive leaders, by the way. Audience-oriented company names create a very memorable, very helpful, explanatory kind of brand. Another approach is to make your brand relevant to your niche or to the problem that you solve. So here are a couple of those. Build a life after loss. One of my past clients, who is a grief coach, created that business. And it's very descriptive, right? Here's another one. Graceful Divorce Solutions. And here's another one. Your Business Unchained. This is for a coach who is serving small business owners and helping them get unchained from their businesses. These types of brands also help ideal clients find you online and reinforce the benefit of working with you. So they're really helpful. Now, the third approach, which I think is not the best approach unless you are already well-known in your industry. For example, you've written a popular book or you do keynote talks or you intend to do big events, have a lot of press releases and do major media techniques like television. So this, you probably guessed what this approach is, and that is to use your name. Tony Robbins, Marie Forleo, those people are really well-known, really well-known. But you can tell that they are iconic personalities. And so that kind of approach is not going to be great for everyone. And by the way, I want you to know that not all celebrities choose brands for their companies that have their company name in it. Sometimes it's just better to go with a more descriptive brand name. So whatever approach you choose, you want to go for a company name that is one to four words max, easy to say and read. I would leave off the word coach or coaching on your brand unless you are targeting coaches. And in that case, it's really appropriate, right, to have the word coach in there. Or you are targeting executives, the corporate world, because the corporate world really gets and understands the value of coaching, whereas most people don't really know they want coaching, so they won't search for it or respond well to the word or concept. I did an episode a long time ago called, Why is Coaching a Hard Sell? And it was at prosperouscoach.com slash seven. You can go hear that now if you haven't before. I highly recommend it. It's really true that coaching is generally a hard sell. And most coaches that come to me to help them with their businesses have tried very hard to sell coaching. And they're just finding people really aren't buying, not at very high prices and not at prices they can make a living at. That doesn't mean we can't do it. It is an amazing tool in our toolbox. Please know I'm just, I'm not implying that it's not hugely valuable. Of course, coaching is hugely valuable. It's just that if you wave it around in people's faces, if your website is all about coaching, if your brand is something, something coaching, you'll have a harder time. And why put that obstacle in front of you? It's really better if your messages, your offers, everything you do is centered around solving a specific acute problem for a narrow group. That way, you're going to get the clients and a lot more than you would if you stay broad or if you try to sell coaching. And of course, once clients enroll, 
coaching may become your primary tool to support them. But we all know that it's the outcomes that you're going to help them get to that they really care about the most. So that's all I have for you today on branding. Go to prosperouscoach.com slash 43 if you want to look at the show notes. And the next session is going to dig into what I call core messages and what you may know as a benefit statement or a hub statement. So I'm going to go through exactly how you do it and what makes for a really good hub statement or benefit statement, as it were, and what doesn't. So in the meantime, stay inspired and make things happen. I'm so glad you tuned in to Prosperous Coach Podcast. Please share this episode with other coaches. And if you're listening on the iTunes podcast app, review this show. Joel Bass did my theme music. Thanks, Joel.